Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro Podcast. I am your host, Toby Passman. On the show with me today, we have a special guest, Nelson Tressler. Nelson uh, has a very interesting story. Um, uh, he, <clears throat> when he was uh, 15 years old, uh, his, or his uh, mom had him when he was uh, 15 years old. She was pregnant. When she was pregnant, her father shot two police officers. And her mother testified at her grandfather's murder that the reason that her father shot the police officer was because he had raped her and she was now pregnant with him. He's the author of The Unlucky Sperm Club, You Are Not a Victim of Your Circumstance, but a Product of Your Choices. He's also started a new business to help other people overcome their adversities through goals and personal development called I Got Smarter. And he previously worked at a top five commercial real estate firm for the last 20 years. Uh, I can keep going, but uh, Nelson, I think uh, that'll do for the introduction. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Toby. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate your transparency in terms of, uh, you know, on, on your bio, just being so forthright with, with kind of your story. Tell me, tell me a little about kind of, you know, what it was like, uh, I guess, I guess kind of growing up and and figuring out a way to get out of such a uh, kind of tough circumstance. Yeah, I mean, you kind of read that where my life started, you know, with my mom and, and being born in 15 and her testifying at my grandfather's trial uh, that she was raped by that police officer and, and you know, uh, was pregnant with me. Um, my life actually, it didn't get any easier from that. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the child of a 15 year old mother uh, eventually, my mom uh, ended up uh, meeting a man who would become my stepfather and come to find out he was very uh, physically and emotionally abusive to me and my mom. And uh, eventually, they had uh, four more children. And uh, because of the lifestyle they were living, uh, a lot of the basic needs of my siblings fell upon me as the oldest and having to, uh, you know, do bottle feedings and diaper changes. Um, and because of uh, all of this, um, you know, uh, I, I suffered at school, I suffered uh, socially. Um, it, it, it was a pretty rough go. And then one day my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar and somebody else was driving home drunk from that bar and they hit and killed him. And uh, as hard as my mom's life has been to this point, and it's been very hard for her, um, you know, losing my stepdad pretty much broke her and left her with no hope. I mean, she had dropped out of school in the eighth grade, never worked outside of the home. And now here she was with five small children trying to figure out how she was going to uh, care for them. And it was at that time that she decided she was going to commit suicide and uh, attempted to take her own life. You know, unfortunately, she was not successful in doing so. But when she got out of the hospital, um, it was at that time that she determined that she was not gonna be able to care for all of us. And my family got split up. And I went to go live with my uh, grandmother who was the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And for the first time in my life, you know, uh, there's always food in the refrigerator. I don't have to worry about, you know, my my stepdad coming home drunk and beating me or my mom. And I don't have to worry about caring for my younger siblings. And 
uh, I start to kind of reflect upon where my life is going and uh, I determine, you know, it's not going in a direction that I, that I want it to. And one day uh, a counselor from Penn State University, which was close to us, uh, came and talked to us about what you needed to do to get into college. And I started to think, you know, what if I, if, if I graduated college, all of my problems would be solved. And that's kind of how I equated a college degree. And anyhow, you know what happens as soon as you start telling yourself you're going to do something that's hard and, and uncomfortable, your brain starts to scream at you all the reasons that you shouldn't even attempt to, uh, you know, tr try that. And I remember thinking, you know, at this time, uh, I'm in special ed. I can't read. I can't write. I can't spell. I have dyslexia. And, uh, you know, and of the family that I come from, my uh, gram had 15 children. Of those 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. None had ever even attended a college. And so I started thinking to myself, I'm going to be lucky to graduate high school, let alone college. But, you know, I had nothing to lose. So I went for it. Uh, long story short, it took me 12 years. It took me four colleges. It took me four years in the United States Air Force. But eventually, I did accomplish that goal and became the first person in my family to uh, graduate from college. Congratulations on that. Nelson, was it, uh, tell me about, because you wrote the, the book that you came out with, um, The Unlucky Sperm Club. I see the headline right here on your website, Stop Being a Victim of Your Circumstances and Become a Product of Your Choices. Did you, for a while, like growing up, I assume it had to have been pretty easy to feel like you were a victim of your circumstances. Is that, is that fair to say? Did you have that mindset growing up? Yeah, you know what? Early on, I definitely had a lot of anger build up and, and I felt like a victim because all the things that I was dealing with, uh, a lot of the things I was dealing with were not because of my doing. Uh, you know, I didn't make the choice to shoot the police officer and I didn't make the choice to, you know, testify to the jury about being raped and, and all of that. And, and yet I, here I was paying the consequences. So yeah, I, I had some of that early on in my life, but you know, I, I also determined that regardless of whose fault it was, this was my life. And if I wanted to have a better life, I had to start making those choices and, you know, I didn't even really know what goals were, you know, back when I made that first goal to become, you know, the first person in my family to graduate from college. Um, but after I did accomplish that, um, you know, I, I realized how much potential was inside of me and, and that I could really do anything that I put my mind to. And that's when I became obsessed with goals and personal development. And pretty much over the last 25 years, I've used it in every area of my life to, you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, designed a life that I couldn't have imagined growing up. And it sounds like you, so you, it kind of took place after you had sort of proved to yourself that you could graduate college, which it sounded like for a while seemed like sort of a, a far-fetched notion, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, where you, you didn't know whether you're going to be able to, but then you, you showed yourself you could do that. Is, and that is kind of where you, you got that confidence that you could do anything. Yeah. Because you know, that, that's the thing. If, if you show somebody 
the potential that lies within them. And I, I believe every, all of us have great potential that lies within us. Once you show somebody that potential, they'll never be the same and they'll never be willing to be satisfied without, you know, living that life that they know they're capable of. And that's what happened to me when I, when I was able to get that college degree, I realized that, you know, I can accomplish hard things. I can, I can, uh, you know, do things that I never thought imaginable. And, and inside of me was somebody, you know, worth, uh, worth caring about. And, and as soon as I realized that, then I set out to, you know, live the best possible life that I could and, you know, trying to reach my potential that I saw in there. Uh, it never really got recognized growing up because of who I was and what I represented. But, you know, I, I became, you know, and this might sound arrogant, but I think everyone should do it is I became my, my hero. And, you know, the person that I was trying to become was, you know, my hero. And, and I think we all have that hero inside of us and we should all strive to, to become that hero. Well said. Well, so what, what, uh, what initially like motivated you to start, uh, I guess, sharing your story with people? Um, yes. That, that obviously had to have been a, a tough thing at first to, to probably speak to anyone about, let alone kind of the, just a mass audience, right? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, the only, you know, when I joined the Air Force, uh, I never moved back to that small town uh, because of all the pain associated with that and, and what I represented. And I, I ran away from that. And, went, and for the first time, I remember getting in the Air Force and my last name didn't mean anything. And I could say my last name and people's eyes didn't dart down or they didn't leave the room because they heard the, the last name Tressler. And it was so liberating. And I felt like, man, I can be anybody that I want to be uh, because nobody knew of my baggage that I had carried around my entire life. The only person that I ever told that story was my wife. And I told her that before we got married because I felt like, you know, she deserved to know. And uh, but I never told my kids. I never told my in-laws or my friends, you know, when I moved, moved away from that town. So and then you know, I used goals in personal development and was fortunate enough, you know, to, to do really uh, well uh, in business and, and sales. And you kind of read off some of the resume there, but I was able to exit a few of those businesses. And I got to the point where, okay, what was I going to do with the rest of my life? And I, I definitely didn't want to sit on the, uh, the, the beach and watch waves crash uh, for the next 60 years. So um, I started to think about what it was and I reflected upon my early life and what that meant and why I lived it and, and had to go through that. And I quickly determined that, you know what, I, I survived that so that I could go out there and motivate and inspire other people who are in tough situations and find themselves in hard circumstances, that they're not a victim of those circumstances, that they're a product of their choices. And you know, I'm on the backside of that now. And I've used goals and personal development to get here. And, and I want to take that message to as many people as I can, so that they know, you know what, if you're not happy with where you're at, all you have to do is start making different choices. And, and you'll end up where you want to be as long as you continue to do that on a consistent basis. 
What are some of the biggest impediments that, that you find in your work that people face that are preventing them from achieving those goals that they, that they're setting out to achieve? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, I think the biggest thing is people don't see the potential inside of them. They don't believe in themselves. I mean, I kind of talked about becoming your, your, your super, your own best hero. I think, there's so much negative self-talk out there. I mean, it's not fashionable to speak highly of yourself. You know, people think you're conceited or arrogant. Uh, so people go the, the, and the opposite end of that. And they, all they do is talk down about themselves. You know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not good at this. And, you know, I'm horrible at that. And, uh, so I think that's the one big thing is people don't feel like they, they can accomplish that, but it's absolutely not true. I mean, I, I know, you know, with, with enough time, enough energy and enough focus, you, you can accomplish any goal that you put, put your mind to. And, you know, we all, we're, we're not the same today, as we said here, we're not the same person we're going to be in 20 years or 10 years or even five years. We're going to be a different person. And based off of the choices that we make is going to determine what person we are. I mean, as, as I said here, talking to you 40 years, you know, after, uh, you know, my, my childhood, um, I, I'm, I'm so far away from being that person. Uh, and, and that didn't start, you know, that didn't happen today or yesterday that happened, you know, when I started making those choices to design this life that I knew I wanted to live and really set out every single day, uh, to, to work on becoming this person and that could live the life that I'm living now. Awesome. Tell me about, uh, so you have an app that you designed called I Got Smarter, um, which is a goal setting app. Uh, tell me about, it, it sounds like, is that sort of to help people? Um, I mean, it sounds like kind of along the lines of what we're talking about right now, kind of helping people um, yeah. stay on course. What, what, what inspired you to, to want to create an app? Well, I mean, I, like I said, after I graduated from college, I became obsessed with goals and personal development and used it in every area of my life, you know, my health, my relationships, you know, business and lifestyle, everything. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to show other people how they could do that because, you know, the, the one thing that I would see is I would see these people who are living lives that they weren't happy living. And, and I could see that they were only a few choices away from changing their direction. I mean, it takes time and energy and a lot of choices to change your entire life, but they were only a few choices away, maybe even one choice away from changing the direction that they were going. And people would try to sit down and write write down goals, but they just didn't have all the right tools, the right knowledge, and especially the support to see those goals through to the end. And I had helped people, you know, set goals and write goals and spent hours and hours with them. And all of a sudden I would see them three, four weeks later after we spent three hours writing and designing their goals. And I'd ask them, I'd be so excited and ask them how they did. And, you know, their eyes would drop to the floor and say, Oh yeah, I got to get back on that. Uh, and it, it'd be like a kick in the, kick in the, the gut, you know, that I had spent all this time and they couldn't last a couple weeks. And eventually, you know, what I have learned over the last 20 years, you know, 
uh, I build into this program called I Got Smarter. And one of the really cool things that I think helps and, you know, there's been all kinds of studies, but we have, you know, you have the ability through this app to invite a success partner, as we like to call them. You know, some other people call them accountability, but we don't do that because for, for various reasons, because they're there to help you be successful. They're there to motivate you and support you and encourage you. Uh, you're not accountable to them. You're accountable to yourself. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to uh, change the world one person and one inspiring goal at a time. And everything that I learned over the last 25 years of being obsessed with goals and personal development, I wrote into this program and I wanted it to be easy to use. So, you know, we designed the app for it and, uh, you know, I wanted it to be uh, affordable. So, you know, we, we charge $9 and 99 cents a month uh, to use it and uh, it, it will help you accomplish your goals and, and really start designing the life that you want to live. Awesome. What about, uh, you know, I, I recently talked to a podcast guest about this idea, um, kind of about willpower, about, you know, there's, a, there's some psychological studies I've seen where, you know, willpower is something that, that they say, if you believe that you, if it's an uh, infinite resource, then it is. Whereas if you believe that it's finite, that if you believe you only have a certain amount of willpower and then it, it runs out, than it, than it really does. So I think that has a lot of relevance when it comes to goal setting, because as we're talking about, you know, a lot of people do kind of fall off the wagon. I mean, look at, you know, we're recording this towards the end of January and probably a lot of people who had already, you know, who have set New Year's resolutions, they've probably already, a lot of them have probably already, you know, uh, uh, kind of swayed away from those. 90, so, 92% of people fail uh, before the end of January on their New Year's resolutions. Sorry, there you go. go there you go. No, that's <laughs> correct. So uh, basically, I'm asking, is the lack of goal achievement, how big, uh, how big does willpower, uh, how, how big of a factor is willpower? You know what? I've, I've never heard that, that if you believe willpower is, is infinite, that it is. And if you've feel it's fine, finite it is. And you know what, I, I definitely see the rationale around that. Uh, but in, in my opinion, I mean, I think, I think willpower will, will only take you so far. I mean, if I only worked out an exercise when I felt like it, I'd never work out. So, um, you know, and if, if I only was, you know, bit my tongue when my wife irritated me, you know, I wouldn't have a, you know, a tongue anymore. But, but I think with our program, I think a lot of people think that you have to be perfect when it comes to achieving your goals. And, and that's not the case. I mean, we're looking for progress, not perfection. That's one of our philosophies. But we're always going to have that bad day. We're always going to maybe even have a bad week or a bad month. The great thing with I Got Smarter and uh, our program is that we've put in all these mechanisms to get you back on the wagon when you do have that bad day or that bad week. Because think about it. Think about the last time that you sat out to uh, achieve a goal. Uh, what happened to get you off of that? And, the ch and, and what happened is it, it wasn't bad that you got off of from achieving that goal. 
The bad thing was, is that you didn't get back at it once you fell off. You didn't get back up and start doing it. And that's what we've done at I Got Smarter with, you know, we have all kinds of alerts in there. We have programs. We, we break all, all of our goals down into four-week sprints, even if, you know, that the, the real goal is going to take you a year or 10 years. We break it down into bite-sized pieces you know, because our brain can wrap around that and we know exactly where we want to be in a month and we break that further down into milestones. And so, you know, let's say you have a bad week and you don't hit a milestone. Well, we know what the next milestone is. So maybe we have to make up for a little lost time in that second week or maybe even the third week. Uh, but, and then also our partners there, they're trying to achieve their goals. We're trying to achieve ours and we're there to support each other. And, you know, Toby, if, if you don't check into the app after a day or two, you know, I'm going to, as your success partner, I'm going to give you a call and see what's going on and encourage you to get back in there. If, if you're able to at that time, or, you know, Hey, if, if you're having a bad week or you're on vacation or something like that, when you get back, I'm going to encourage you to get back in there and you're going to want to get back there because you're my encouragement. And, you know, as long as you keep doing that and you don't quit, you can have a bad day or a bad week, but as long as you get back at it, you're eventually going to achieve those goals. And that's where most people fail is they have that bad week. And then all of a sudden they throw their hands up and wait for some arbitrary date like January 1st to start with their goals again. And that's why so many people, I, I think it's in the 80% range, 80% of the people have the same New Year's resolutions every single year. Hmm. That's also an interesting statistic. I wonder why. Yeah, people keep picking the same things and then fill up the same things. It kind of reminds you of like the, the, what is it, the Einstein's definition of insanity, just, you know, trying to do the same thing. Keep, keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, tell me about, you know, uh, I guess as far as with you personally, you know, in terms of setting goals, you know, you wrote this book. Um, and you know, you're coming on, on podcasts, what, uh, what's next for you as far as how, how do you see, uh, kind of expanding your work or do you see yourself writing more books or, or what you know ideas what? do you have? Yeah. I mean the book, the book, uh, you know, I, I'm proud of the book and it's changing people's lives. I get positive feedback on it every single day. So I'm really happy for that book, but my real focus is the I Got Smarter app because, you know, you can get inspired and read a great book and, and be motivated or go to a seminar and get motivated. Uh, but then when that motivation kind of weighs off a little bit, then you're left kind of back where you were. And that's what the I Got Smarter app is going to do is it's going to help people really come up with that plan, really design their life, and then give them all that tools, the knowledge, the support to see that through. And, you know, my, my purpose now is, uh, along with everybody else that I got smarter, is we want to change the world one person and one inspiring goal at a time. And the way that we do that is by changing that one person's world. You know, we all have that little world that we live in you know, setting great goals and being able to achieve those goals, you're going to change that world. And the great thing about goals is when you, you're not just changing that person's life that, 
is accomplishing the goal, you're changing the generations to follow. You know, uh, because I was able to set goals and achieve goals, my children are living a drastically different life than I lived. And that's just one generation. And uh, the generations that follow them are going to be different because of goals and personal development in my life. So that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to get this app out there and and get as many users to use it because I know it's going to affect them and their families and their lives. And it's going to help whoever uses it. It's going to help them live a more fulfilling uh, life. And they're going to be able to uh, really live life with purpose. So walk me through the process. If I was to download the app right now, what, uh, how would it look? Yeah. So, um, you would download the app and the first thing that you're going to do is what we call our self-assessment. And what this does is this really gets you crystal clear on what goals you want to accomplish. It'll also teach you uh, the I Got Smarter strategy and philosophies. Uh, it'll, you know, it teaches you gratitude because we know, you know, if you're not happy for what you have now, chances are you're not going to be happy with what you're going to receive. It teaches the difference between being, you know, satisfied and, and, uh, uh, contempt, uh, you know, two, two different, totally different things. Um, uh, and, and so after all of that, you get down and, and we only work on three goals at a time. So, you know, it narrows it down to the three goals that you want to work on. It teaches you how to take these big goals that might be, might take a year, might take five years, might take 10 years. It teaches you how to break those down into what we call our four week sprints. It teaches you how to set milestones. And then, uh, you know, after all of that is done, it teaches you how to write a proper goal. So many people write goals like I want to quit smoking. You know, our mind doesn't do well with negative goals. Uh, it teaches you how to write a goal as if they've already happened, because when you tell yourself something that your mind will figure out a way to make it happen. So there's all these strategies and techniques that I've learned over the last 25 years that are built into it. So during that self-assessment, you're going to go through all of that. And then at the end of that, you're going to be left with the three goals that you want to work on properly written goals with the time frame in there. Uh, you're going to form a habit. Uh, every 30 days we do a habit. And then after that, you're going to go into, you know, kind of the meat of the program, which is, you know, the day in day out stuff. And every morning we start off with what, what we call our morning ritual. You know, you start off the day with gratitude. You start off learning success principles and you start off uh, reviewing your goals. And then through the app, you will kind of put it, you'll, you'll do your task list. Okay. You know, one of my goals is I want to weigh 185 pounds by February, you know, 7th. So what am I going to do today in order to reach that goal? I'm going to work out and I'm going to uh, limit my uh, calorie intake to 1200. Now, as I go through that, when I'm done with my morning ritual, now my task list is automated automatically populated through the app. And now all I have to do after spending five to 10 minutes on this morning ritual is open up the app, look at my task list and start checking things off. I know exactly what I need to do to accomplish my goals. You know, if there's a milestone that's coming up, it pops up. 
And then another thing that we do through the app is we allow you to invite that success partner to help you stay accountable to yourself. And in there, every day we're helping our success partner achieve their goals, whether it's sending them an inspirational quote or, you know, a video or just, you know, kudos or whatever, or maybe we need to, you know, reach out to them and get them back on. Maybe they've had a bad couple days. So the app does all of that and it just really, uh, you know, drives it home that, you know, that you, every day you're living, uh, with focus and and you know exactly what needs to do because we found a lot of people fail on their goals when they don't know what that next step is so we've designed all that in and then at the end of the day we do an evening ritual which is really a reflection on how our day was and how we're going to rate what what we're doing and and really look at we're because we're going to get the results of what we've done uh, regardless. So we're just reflecting on that. We're checking in with our partner and seeing how their day went. And then, uh, you know, kind of brainstorming on what we want to accomplish the following day. So you're just always living with purpose. Your goals are always top of mind. You always know what you need to do when you're doing those morning and evening rituals. And you always have that success partner there that's going to help you get through those tough times. Okay. And what about like, what are some of the, the most common misconceptions when it comes to like goal setting that, that you think like the app maybe uh, addresses or at least, uh, you know, provides some structure that, that otherwise, you know, isn't there? Like, wh what do you see like just from people you talk to as far as like just because you've been in this kind of field of, of, of I guess, uh, uh, just self-help or, or motivational speaking, whatever. Uh, you'd like to call it, but you, you've been in the field, I think you were saying 25 years. So what have you noticed as far as people's misconceptions about how, you know, how to properly set goals and, and yeah. actually achieve them? I think the biggest problem most people have is one, uh, they don't know how to write a proper goal. I mean, the one thing that we teach is every goal is, you know, you write in the positive. So for instance, it it's February 7th, 2021. And I weigh 185 pounds, I work out, you know, five days a week, and I limit my calorie intake to 1200 calories a day. That's my goal. And most people would write a goal like I want to lose weight. And they, you know, what does that mean? You lose a pound. Okay. Did you accomplish your goal or, and your brain is always thinking, lose, 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 you know, it doesn't work in the negative. So I think, I think that's the first problem is people don't know how to write a goal. And then I think the second biggest problem is people always want to set annual goals. They want to, they, they want to set these new year's resolutions and, you know, we just got through 2020. I mean, if there was ever a year that you couldn't determine what was going to happen within a year, it was 2020. And everybody who set goals in January, by the time April came around, you know, they had thrown their hands up and, and given up. And one of our philosophies that I got smarter is time is our most precious resource. I mean, there's nothing you can ever do to get a second of it back. So we need to use it every second, every minute as productively as we can. Um, so, you know, people who, you know, had that April come around and threw their hands up and now they're waiting and ready for January, 2021. I mean, 
when when you set an annual goal, that's what happens. And then there's there's never that sense of urgency. We always think in the back, okay, I want to weigh 185 pounds by the end of the year. Well, there's all there's never that sense of urgency until you hit November and December. And a lot of times, what people are doing is they're kind of wasting the first part of the year because they always feel like they're going to have time to catch up. And, you know, when we set these four week sprints, every day counts, every second counts, we know where we want to be. And our mind can really wrap itself around where we're going to be in four weeks. And we break that down even further into uh, weekly milestones. And, you know, one, one of the things I'm a true believer in is, you know, um, you know, set, look, look for the inches in your life, because that's, that's where you're going to gain it. You know, if you're, if you're looking for success in yards, it's hard. If you're looking for success in inches, it's a cinch. And, you know, that's what we've kind of done with this program is break it down to really bite-sized pieces that we know our brain can wrap around and we, we can as, as people as well. I like it. When, what about when it comes to sort of like long-term goals or kind of projecting, uh, you know, kind of what you want, you know, your life to look like, say like five years down the road. And I, I ask this question, you know, sort of personally invested in the, in the answer, because, you know, I think about, you know, sort of the, the, where I want to be, but don't necessarily have, you know, like it, it's not a sort of uh, a goal that I can necessarily right now know the specific steps that I need to take to get there. It's more of a, this is what I want. Like the, the, here, here's, here's where I'm at. Here's where I want to go. It's kind of, you know, murky as far as seeing like the water to get to where I want to go. But like, like what sort of advice would you have for, for someone like me who's in that position? Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's use, let's use the money, uh, the money uh, goal. I mean, let's say in, uh, let's say in five years you want to have, $50,000 saved for your kid's college or something like that. So today, as you said here, $50,000, and I don't know what financial situation people are in, but $50,000 sounds like a lot of money to save in five years. I mean, um, so, but there, you know, what do you feel like you can do today about saving $50,000? Probably not much because it's such a big number and it's so far away. So what we teach you at I Got Smarter is, okay, let's break that down. You know, what can I do in the next four weeks to get me closer to that goal? And maybe that's, you know what, um, I want to have, I want to cut $250 out of my bills and my, my budget over the next four weeks. And, you know, I'm going to set a milestone that my first milestone is I'm going to I'm going to go through all of my utilities and see where I can cut. Maybe I'm going to cut some channels on my cable bill that I don't want and save some money there. And, and maybe I'm going to go through and, and cut out a few subscriptions on Apple. But I know exactly what I'm looking to do this week. And I know every day I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to open up my you know, subscriptions on Apple and see which ones I can cut out of there. And then at the end of the month, I want to have $250 cut out of my budget. And I know exactly where that's at. Now, $250 is a far cry from 50 grand, right? But I did something this month. That urgency was there because it was only four weeks away. And now the next month, 
I can do something else. Maybe it's, I'm going to figure out how to make an extra $300 on an online business or something, you know, along those lines. But every single four week sprint is getting me closer to that 50 grand. And what you'll find out is when you really plan that out every single, you know, every single four week sprint, you're going to get there a lot sooner than you, you ever thought imaginable because you have that urgency. You have, you, you're always working on it every single day. And that's how you take those big goals and, and really work on them consistently every day because our mind loves progress too. You know, you, you're seeing that progress is, Oh, wow. I just saved $250 off of my bills for the month. And, you know, now I want to have $300 in savings at the end of this month. And you set about doing that. And the next month, maybe I want to have $700 and you figure out how to do that. And it just, you know, success begets success. And before you know it, those big goals, you know, it's, it's the age old thing, you know, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. And that's what our program really shows you is here's this, here's this small little bite that doesn't seem significant. But as I'm consistent with it over the next four years or five years, it adds up to be, you know, a huge goal, bigger than, bigger than you could ever imagine. Are there many changes or many differences in, in the different domains of goal setting as far as like uh, setting goals with, say, relationships versus money versus business? You're shaking your head no. So, so it's a similar, you yeah, take you a know, similar outlook no matter the domain. Yeah, every every goal, you know, it, this program will help you with every goal. I mean, my number one goal is I want to be married for 50 years, you know, to my wife. And uh, that's, you know, I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. So I'm, I'm halfway there. But, you know, and, and that's a goal that, you know, in, and I got smarter. Another, another problem I think people have with goals is they focus on too many goals at the same time. So, during any given four week sprint, we're working on only three goals. Now, that doesn't mean we can only have three goals. I mean, I've got lots of goals, but I'm only focusing on three goals every four week sprint. And sometimes I focus on my relationship goal with my wife. Usually, you know, if I feel like, okay, we're not as close as we are, or maybe an anniversary is coming up or her birthday, I'll make sure that that marriage goal, that, that long-term 50 year goal, I'm working on that relationship this four week sprint. So maybe I'm, I'm going to plan to have a great birthday for her and make it special or uh, an anniversary or something, because, you know, in that, in that goal, in that month, that's helping me get to that long-term goal of being married for 50 years because you don't just blink your eyes and end up, okay, we're married for 50 years. It's, it's all those small things. But at the same time, you know, fortunately, our relationship is pretty good most of the time. So it doesn't have to be that laser focus. I can focus on other things throughout the year and, and, and vary my four week sprints. Same thing with my health, same thing with relationships with kids or spirituality or business or finance. You know, sometimes when you're starting a new business, that's going to be your focus and that's okay. Uh, I don't believe in the whole, um, your life has to be totally balanced. I mean, there's sometimes that your life has to be out of balance. That doesn't mean you're sacrificing everything, but Sometimes I'm focusing on my business a lot more than I am my health, but that's okay.
Awesome. Well, Nelson, I really enjoyed talking with you today. Um, and for the listeners who, who also enjoyed our discussion, where would you direct them to, uh, to learn more about your work or to get your book? Yeah. Uh, my, well, my book is available everywhere books are sold. Uh, Amazon's probably the easiest. It's called The Unlucky Sperm Club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And then uh, you can go to nelsontressler.com. Uh, and, and there, if you go to nelsontressler.com, you can actually uh, sign up to get 30 free days of the I Got Smarter app. Uh, and the app is available on Apple and Android on the app stores. It's I Got Smarter, all one word. Right on. And Nelson, last question. I, I love the title of your book. I, I want to hear how did you uh, How did you come up with that? Well, you heard kind of my the, the start of my life. Uh, and you know, you, you hear about the lucky sperm club, you know, those people born into privilege and they have every opportunity to succeed. And that's why they're successful. A lot of people say, but you know, I, I took the opposite spin on it, you know, because of the hardships that I had to go through early on in life, it, you know, it gave me fuel to want to be successful. And, you know, the unlucky sperm club in my, in my opinion is really the lucky sperm club if you can work through that and use that as fuel and drive to succeed. Love it. Well, for those of you guys who uh, did enjoy the podcast, go ahead and like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel or Roscoe's wetsuit neuro. And you can also find audio versions of the podcast available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else that audio podcasts are available. Uh, Nelson, I wanted to, again, really thank you for coming on the show today. Really enjoyed your discussion. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate it. Absolutely.